0: I'm Jennifer Koschenko with Your Money Now. The PC market grew 14.8% in 2021, shipping the largest number of desktops, laptops, and workstations in a single year since 2012. It's a noteworthy recovery for a sector that had been written off as a field in decline as smartphones became more prolific. The recovery also happened in a year that was marked by temporary shortages in PCs due to a chip shortage. Home Depot has been ramping up its security investments over the past several months as retailers across the country have been increasingly targeted by a surge in organized crime the retailer says it's increased physical security while investing in behind the scenes product activation technology such technology uses bluetooth to create an on and off switch in certain products that must be activated through a transaction at the cash register on wall street stocks are mixed the Dow industrials up 124 at 36,414 but the NASDAQ is down 140 and the S&P 500 is down 14. That's your money now. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. You know more about what matters in your life because you listen to the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jenna Barr. 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92 3, AM 1620.
1: This half hour of the Pensacola Expert Panel is presented by Pensacola Opera, who is responsible for the information and opinions expressed during the show. I'm Jenna Barr. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert panel on News Radio 923 and AM 1620. It's time to talk all things opera. But what better way to do so? We have Cody Martin. He is the director of education um, with the Pensacola Opera. Good morning, Cody.
2: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm really excited to hear what's coming up um, in our opera and kind of just talk about almost like a, a year in review quickly too about <laughs> how far we have come almost two years actually right we're coming yeah. up on two years of the world changing which meant huge changes for our, our arts and culture area too mm-hmm especially the Pensacola Opera and, of course, all of our amazing um, artists and and performers downtown and in our area. So before we kind of go into what we have to look forward to in this upcoming season all the way up to March, something I'm really looking forward to, uh, let's talk about how far we've come, though.
2: Yeah. So as soon as this pandemic started gripping the country in March of 2020, we were in rehearsals for Verdi's Il Trovatore. was going to be a great production. And about a week before we were supposed to head into the theater is when everything kind of came crashing to a halt and we had to cancel that production um, along with companies around the country and around the world doing the same thing. Um, And then we had a year of kind of trying to pivot and seeing what we could do online and a bunch of outdoor things. And then last spring, we were one of the first companies in the country to be back on stage in a theater and we did our two productions last season, which were Carmen and HMS Pinafore. They were very different, unlike any production we've done before. Um, We had the chorus wearing masks and the singers were spaced out for the entire performance. The orchestra was on stage behind the cast. The audience was all spaced out in the singer. But we were proud that we were able to still do our productions last season. And this year, um, and that was in a time with before vaccines, so we were super cautious and nobody was vaccinated yet, um, but we were still able to do all of those precautions. This season, we are excited that we have a fully vaccinated cast and crew, which adds a certain layer of self-assurance. It's not, you know, obviously it's not 100%. But um, we're glad to be back in the theater in the Sanger, still having lots of precautions and rehearsals and off stage, but it's great to be returning to the theater with um, two great classics this year.
1: Yeah, two great classics, and like you mentioned, a lot has changed. I remember last year talking about Carmen and being like, okay, we're going to have the masks on, it's going to look totally different, but people have to remember a lot was impacted when COVID hit the United States, when it hit the world, Mm -hmm. and our performers who have devoted their entire lives to bringing entertainment and culture to our community were impacted some of the most because you could not go back to work.
2: Absolutely. I mean, all over the world, performers are all of a sudden without, you know, even the world's most famous opera singers and instrumentalists who are earning, you know, six figures a year, their income goes down to zero That's all of a sudden, which is... So hard to believe. But right. it, yeah. it, it,
1: it's it's mind blowing to think about really how far we've come and what we're continuing to do, um when it comes and I I've I've gone to so many different events at the Singer. They do the their absolute best at keeping things clean um Mm -hmm. sanitizing stations and and sanitizing in between things and and picking up trash and keeping the bathrooms clean so when you go it's not like you're you're going to like a hole in the wall you know dive bar no it's not that you are enjoying this entire experience at the opera and on that note I want to kind of have you share for somebody who is maybe just dabbling into the opera world um what is the experience like what do you expect walking in and taking a seat and enjoying those moments do you remember like your first experience and how you felt
2: yeah I mean I do my, I, well I'll talk about my first experience going to the Metropolitan Opera in Ooh, New York City yes I remember my first opera I saw there was Tosca and, you know, through college and grad school, I had heard about the Met and seen pictures of it, but nothing compared to being there in person. Just the grandeur of this building um, that was, you know, a shrine to the art form of opera. And you know, we, we don't have the Metropolitan Opera here in Pensacola, but the Sanger Theater is one of the most beautiful theaters I've ever performed in. And it has that same experience where you walk in and it's just so beautiful and all the ornate, you know? yes, Yes, exactly. It's an elegant environment. Um, and it just automatically lifts your spirits when you walk in and then you get to take in, you know, whether you're there for a symphony concert or an opera or a rock concert, you still you or a take, comedian. I know. Yes.
1: <laughs> you feel like you're like elegantly laughing at crude humor. It's the, the singer is this beautiful little historic uh, experience in downtown. And Absolutely. It, yeah. And it's, it might not be the 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 metropolitan opera, but it is it's something not many cities have it. Let's just say that. Exactly. Yeah. And then we get to have things Lie coming up uh, January 28th uh, and the 30th Yes, is the Magic Flute. And we have a ton of questions coming in this morning. If you do have a question, 850-437-1620 about the Magic Flute. Uh, we're going to get into ticket sales and everything in just a moment. But I want you to share a little bit of the outline of the story.
2: Yeah, so the Magic Flute is one of the world's most famous and most often performed operas. Uh, It's lasted, you know, since its premiere in 1791, it's always been at the top of the most performed list. Um, And you've heard its music in movies and commercials. I'll share that my first time hearing the famous Queen of the Night aria. It actually appears in the great Sandra Bullock movie, Miss Congeniality. One of the contestants, her talent is singing opera, and what she sings in that movie is the Queen of the Night aria. That's right! And so when I was a kid, I I heard that aria, (laughs) and then whenever I got into opera, I figured out oh that was the queen of the night that I heard in that movie
1: <laughs> that is awesome oh so that's my how that's
2: how popular the music yes. is and the story is very uplifting um, it follows this prince who is in search of this woman that he's fallen in love with just by seeing her picture because it is opera after all um, he's going to save her from who he thinks is an evil man named Zarastro. But then we find out in act two that things are not exactly as he was told. And Zoroastero is actually the king of good. And it's just about a story about enlightenment and joining this side of good as opposed to evil and the triumph that good has over evil in the end.
1: I feel like that's so timely for the world we live in right now. Yeah,
2: it's it's great. It's such a great piece. And the music is incredible. I mean, it's Mozart. You can't go wrong. Um, And the story is exciting. There are, you know, lots of mystical elements, magic instruments, the magic flute, of course. Um, And it's just a great evening.
1: Yeah. And let's on that note um, talk about before we get to tickets, I promise I'm going to get to that. Um, Let's talk about the, the performers that are being featured on stage.
2: Yeah. So we have a great cast assembled of people from all around the country. Some people have performed with us before. We have Bi Jo Chung, who was who is our Pamina. She was an artist in residence with us a couple of years ago. Um, we have people making their debuts, Elisa Sunshine, who is our queen of the night, singing that infamous role. she's making her debut with us. She's currently an Adler fellow with San Francisco Opera, which is one of the country's most prestigious um, kind of internships for developing singers. Um, and then we have Bobby Mellon making his debut with us as Papa Gano, the Birdman and he sung this role quite a few times and he's so hilarious is very entertaining
1: (laughs) that's awesome man a a huge uh, lineup of performers Um, and again we're talking the magic flute happening this January yes 28th and the 30th um, and you can catch those tickets let's go ahead and talk about ticket sales because I did get a ton of questions how do you sign up what's the best way and then I have a few more questions after that
2: so there are many ways to get your tickets you can call the opera center pensacola opera at 850-433-6737 you can go to our website at pensacolaopera.com and purchase them there you can select your seats right through our website um if you're partial to Ticketmaster, you can purchase through that through them although you will pay more fees than you do purchasing through us so
1: oh that's actually a good point to make um that direct sales is is better
2: yes you can also purchase in person at the sanger box office so there's wherever you are you can get tickets
1: okay perfect pensacolaopera.com again the performances of the magic flute are friday january 28th at 7 30 p.m and sunday january 30th at 2 p.m at the pensacola sanger theater tickets uh like cody mentioned are available you can call the opera office 850- Four three three six seven three seven, 6737 or go to the company's website PensacolaOpera.com uh, This is interesting. Will there be subtitles?
2: There will. So this this opera itself is a little interesting. Um, it was originally written in German and it is what's called a Zingspiel which was just a form of opera at the time where there was dialogue in between the musical numbers instead of being fully sung through. So even when it was originally premiered there was a dialogue. And, you know, the original dialogue, of course, is all in German, and sometimes companies do that. But we are doing a mix where all of the singing will be in German, but the dialogue will be in English. So the Ooh. scenes that tie together the musical numbers, you'll be able to follow along. It's in English. It'll be really funny and entertaining. And then whenever they are singing in German, we will have our supertitles projected above the stage and on monitors throughout the theater with a line by line English translation. So you'll be able to follow along with the story and everything that everybody's saying.
1: Okay. What was that word you called it again?
2: Supertitles.
1: Supertitles. It's like
2: subtitles, but it's above the stage. That's why it's super.
1: That's amazing. Supertitles to the rescue. (laughs) Uh, Again, and everybody who is texting in, I'm I'm sending you the direct link. So you can go ahead and make those ticket purchases directly from Pensacola Opera. Um, Do do the website, or you can go downtown, take a little stroll. um, And yes, go ahead now. That's a great little pre... I forgot the name of the... Valentine's Day. I was like, wait, what do we celebrate? (laughs) (laughs) A little pre Valentine's Day date.
2: Absolutely.
1: uh, To look forward to. So, again, that's the magic flute happening. So excited um, to have the Pensacola Opera back in full swing. Yes, this year. And of course, if you feel more comfortable wearing your mask and, of course, stay up to date when it comes to everything, you can go to the Sanger Theater website or, of course, Pensacolaopera.com dot com for uh, updates when it comes to COVID guidelines and, and, and individual things like that, um, which we love. We love having those updates. Um, let's we'll, we'll jump back to the magic flute. And again, if you have a question. 850-437-1620. I'm Jenna Bar. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert panel. We started out the day talking about blue algae. Then we wind up on the Pensacola Opera. So <laughs> it's always full circle here on the Pensacola Expert panel. Um, and Cody Martin is here. He's the director of education. Um, and I'd like, like let's see. I want to talk about what's happening in March because before we know it.
2: I know. It'll be here before we know it.
1: That's it. <laughs> you blink and it's here. So this is one of my favorites, The yes, Barber of Seville. The Barber
2: of Seville. It's Now, this is another one. If you've seen Looney Tunes, you've seen The Rabbit of Seville. Um, you've seen, you've heard the overture in commercials everywhere. Um, You've heard the Largo Factotum, the Barber's Entrance Aria. It's all of these famous numbers. And the whole kind of the theme for this season, after these two years that we've had, we wanted to make sure that we had a really uplifting, enjoyable season, nothing too super serious or dramatic or downers. Um, And so the Barber of Seville is exactly that. It's hilarious. It's three hours of just nonstop laughter. Classic comedy of Rossini, you know, lots of patter music with lots of really fast words, um, the, that fun bel canto stuff. So that'll be a lot of fun.
1: Yes. And that's happening. Um, I'm trying to go forward. March
2: 11th and 13th.
1: March 11th and the 13th. So Friday, March 11th, Sunday, the March, March 5th, 13th, if words were easier. <laughs> um, and then did you mention internationally acclaimed metropolitan opera baritone?
2: Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, Sydney Outlaw is making his debut with us as the the barber himself, Figaro, and he has performed at the Metropolitan Opera, companies all around the country, and we're very excited to have him debuting with us as well.
1: That's a big deal. And then we have um, some other... Pretty well-known performers as well. I'm trying to read it. I don't know why I keep bouncing back and forth. Camille Sherman.
2: Yeah, so Camille has actually been here before. If you saw Romeo and Juliet, she was Stefano back in 2019. She also was uh, Maria in Maria de Buenos Aires in 2017. She was an artist in residence with us. Okay. And so she's making her debut with or her role debut as Rosina here with us as well, um, which is you know, a beautiful young g- girl who sings lots of fast notes and coloratura
1: <laughs> things. I cannot do here. A little fun fact right here. So Cody, how long have you, um, you're an opera performer in the past.
2: I'm a conductor.
1: You're a conductor. Yes. How long have you been doing that?
2: Um, well, I've been a pianist since I was 10 or 11, um, went to college for that, have degrees in piano, and I've been coaching singers, working with them since grad school. And so I'm heading up on 10 years in opera, which is exciting. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. And what kind of sparked that love for piano, like for you to just sit down and go for it?
2: Well, when I was a kid, my mom played in church and I kind of took after her and I started playing in church. That's where I started. Um, And then I got to college and learned about what it was to play with singers. And that really made me excited. And there was no stopping me after that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And have you composed anything? I have to ask. I'm not a composer. You're not a composer. In any sense of the word. (laughs) Conductor. We'll stick with the conducting for now. Don't, it's it's a National Make Your Dreams Come True Day. So, oh, Cody, okay, don't okay. write yourself off <laughs> yet, okay? Uh, but, hey, it's always worth a shot asking and seeing. And yeah, it, yeah. it's nice to I, – I tell people I do not play the piano. I find the key that I'm supposed to sing in, and then I don't do anything
2: else. That's all you need. Right.
1: Yeah. You don't want me trying to follow along. There's (laughs) some people have their strengths and weaknesses, right? You can recognize that. Everybody
2: played the piano. Us pianists would be out of jobs. You know,
1: that's true. It's true. But it is kind of a good thing. You know, if anybody's listening to to kind of encourage with your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, your own children to have maybe one form of art. Outlet, whether it's musically or, you know, artistically with painting. Musically, there's something about it that just releases, whether it's tension or frustration or just uh, creativity. It's something that kind of is therapeutic, but it also gives back to the world.
2: Absolutely. You know, I was... I was definitely not an athletic kid or, you know, I didn't have those other interests. So the fact that I had music really gave me something to focus on as I was growing up and became, you know, for me, it's just what I latched onto. But a bunch of people grow up with music or, you know, they do theater or whatever, and then they go on to do other things, which is great. But the fact that they have that connection to the arts from such a young age, it gives them that appreciation throughout their life.
1: Oh, I I love that. I, I really do And I appreciate it so much uh, I, I sang a smidge bit of opera In high school oh, wow What yeah. did you sing? So I am a soprano But I gave up opera Because I felt defeated And so I encourage people From my story To not let that feeling of defeat Actually defeat you Because I gave it up for many years And I still sing But that not having that Uh I don't know you know when you're like oh i'm not getting this right i'm just gonna give it up yeah don't do that just keep going or try a different avenue and so i gave it up and it was you know i look back and i try a couple times to dive dive back into it well i
2: have a great opportunity for you
1: <laughs> <laughs> i saw your face i was like oh no here he goes
2: <laughs> no really yeah. we you know we do have one of the biggest parts of all of our productions is our opera chorus that's true they're a full volunteer group of people who have their day jobs and they come rehearse with us in the evenings because they love to sing and be on stage. So, oh,
1: I didn't realize it was fully volunteer. Oh, yes. That's and excellent.
2: It's, you know, we have we have a f- quite a few music teachers who sing with us and then people who have done stuff with PLT and they just, you know, love to be on stage and sing and so if you are looking for an outlet you should audition for us
1: (laughs) that's incredible for anybody that is listening go to pensacolaopera.com of course everything is on pensacolaopera.com i have it right here on the website as soon as you pull it up you can get more information about the magic flute um and get those tickets a couple more people texted in are tickets still available for the magic flute yes they are still available i'm assuming with the amount of interest though it We'll go fast.
2: We're, you know, we always, the last two weeks before the production, we always pick up really quickly. Um, So right now we have tickets in all price levels available, but okay. Getting, you know, the next couple of weeks, we'll see.
1: Okay. So just don't wait. That's, that's (laughs) the moral of that story.
2: Yes. (laughs) Don't wait, (laughs) says
1: Cody. Um, And then of course, something else to mark on your calendar before you know it, March will be here. So you want to go ahead and mark on your calendar for the barber of Seville happening March Eleventh. that's a Friday, 7.30 p.m., as well as Sunday, March 13th at 2 p.m. Uh, at the Pensacola Sanger Theater. Again, all tickets can be purchased over the phone at the Opera Office, 850-433-6737 or at www.pensacolaopera.com. And uh, mention that it's the 39th ninth. This is our
2: 39th season, yes. Wow. Coming up on our 40th next year. We have lots of exciting things planned for that.
1: That's incredible. Um, and, of course, um, there's a ton of people who support uh, this season.
2: Absolutely. I mean, we couldn't do anything we do without our corporate sponsors, individual patrons of all levels. You know, we have some people who give us $100 a year and some people give us $10,000 a year. And they're all essential to what we do um all the companies who we partner with um here at news radio 1620 we have a great partnership with you um so yeah we definitely couldn't do it without any of those supporters
1: absolutely and uh we need support for the arts we need to keep the artists thriving keep them going and of course this is a great way to kind of look look forward to something to do this upcoming Valentine's Day season so again go online uh, the Magic Flute happening this January also the Barber of Seville happening in March uh, Cody Martin has joined us this morning on the Pensacola e- expert panel um, and uh, he's the director of education and the artisan Redis- residence with mm-hmm. the Pensacola Opera um, and you know what I, I'm really excited because we're feeling a little bit more normal so we're also going to get back to it and in and just enjoy the opera.
2: Yes. I'm hoping things will be more normal soon again.
1: (laughs) We like more normal. We like more healthy.
2: Yes. (laughs) I think that's
1: the word we can use is the more healthy of, um, of the way things are are going in, in the world. Uh, But also, you know, it's incredible music to kind of look forward to um, and, and what we can be a part of right here and take advantage of that elegance of the Sanger theater mixed with the art Um, an entertainment of the Pensacola Opera. Um, I have a little bit more, I have a little bit more music for us to enjoy. Great, so beautiful.
2: So that's that Queen of the Night aria. That's
1: right. Yes. Ooh, there's nothing
2: like it. I <laughs> it's love a great it. role. She comes on for an aria in act one and aria in act two. It's, and then a little ensemble at the end. And it's some of the hardest music in the show, but she's on stage for a total of maybe 20 minutes. Oh,
1: man. So go right now. PensacolaOpera.com. Cody, thank you for joining me this morning. And yes, we'll see you at you. the opera.
0: Yes.
2: Looking forward to it.
0: News, talk, traffic, and weather. News Radio 923-8.